What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Fire Talk here with the It's Lit Reviews team. I'm here with a little bit of Friday fun with Aaron, Matt, and Cole. Adam couldn't make it with us here tonight. He's missing out on what I affectionately call five-minute debates. I call it five-minute debates, but it actually is like three-minute debates. Depends on how many people we have going on here. Uh, so we only have three participants here tonight, and so we're going to have a little bit of an added twist so for those of you who haven't listened to the previous debate episode before, what's going to happen is I'm going to give our panel here the topic. They have not heard this topic prior. They have a br very broad idea of what the topic is going to be about. Uh, give you an idea of how broad. Our first category is sports. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very, very broad. Just going to kind of point them in the right this. direction. So they're hearing all of these topics for the first time. They're going to have one minute firm one minute to provide their answer to the debate topic. And then because we are only with three people on the panel today, we're going to give it another 30 seconds after the first round of answers are in to tell the others why they're wrong. Uh, and hopefully we don't get people just being like, oh, I take back my answer and Matt was actually right or Cole was actually right or Aaron was actually right. That I'm just going to mute you right away if you do that. So I would you rather lose your die, 30 seconds. So. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm waiting for is actually right about everything. <laughs> At the end of each round, I will award a point to the individual who I think had the best answer. Uh, points are completely made up and subjective by me based on arguments and how much I agree with their answer. Um, Matt <laughs> and Cole, I believe, tied the last time we did this. Mm -hmm. um, so they both have half a win apiece. So anybody's mm -hmm. game to take the lead. You guys are ready? Let's yeah. do this. All right. Can we so avoid Kristen Stewart? We, I mean, most likely, I don't think she should show up in any of these. Um, so first category, as Matt alluded to, the, the direction for broad was sports. Uh, this one was probably like, the, honestly, like the easiest one that you guys could have anticipated happening. Give me the best sports movie of all time. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Best sports movie of all time, huh? Yep. Uh... 50 seconds. I don't know. I don't watch sports movies. Uh, let's go with the good old classic. Uh, remember the Titans. Don't you dick. <laughs> okay. I mean, remember the Titans always makes you feel good when you watch it. Uh, it's got, and it's still like a, a heavy hitting message. Uh, I mean, it's set during the end of segregation. Uh, mm -hmm. So how can that not be like impactful and meaningful? Um, you get Denzel Washington, uh, doing his best, like stern yells. Uh... <laughs> stern yells. That's the direction you're gonna go with. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how else would you describe what he does in this movie? Oh. He looks stern and he yells at people. Like, <laughs> but it's just That's great. I mean, you you just feel good every time you watch Remember the Titans. And two, one. Choose your next victim, Matt, Aaron, or Cole. Cole. Oh, I knew you'd pick me. All right, so. In We're not my allowed mind, to pick the same movie as him, right? We have to pick no, a different you can't movie. Pick the same movie. No, no. My mind is Field of Dreams. Um, okay. Oh, Field of Dreams. The whole like father son aspect of it hits, you know, because you know, son of a father here. But then I love baseball. I think it's gotten a little out of hand the last couple of years, but I'm a huge baseball fan. I think Kevin Costner is amazing in it. The whole mm. person, uh, the um, James Earl Jones, and that whole dynamic, the back and forth when Costner goes to his apartment. And they have that little fight and it's, oh man. And, and I just, maybe it's me. I just love baseball so much. And 
that, that it just hits in so many levels for me. So that for me, it's, it's feel the dreams. Okay. Aaron. Aaron's frantically Google searching sports movies. <laughs> uh, you're not entirely wrong. No, I was trying to remember some. Well, honestly, Remember the Titans is actually one of my favorite movies. That's why I was so pissed. That he's like, I admit, this is a sports movie. I know the title of. I'm just going to say some shit. That's why I got frustrated. What about A League um, of Their Own? A League of Their Own? Rudy? I was going to say, I, I was looking at A League of Their Own. Um, and also, the other one I was thinking of, and I know I only get to pick one. Um, I was leaning towards, um, well, now of course, I can't remember the name of it because we talked, the tennis movie. Battle of the Sexes. I really enjoyed oh. that movie. Mm-hmm. And I think it was it was very unsung the year it came out. Um, mm-hmm. So A League of Their Own, also one of my favorite movies of all time. But I think I'm going to lean into Battle of the Sexes because Emma Stone is wonderful. Uh, Steve Carell got to play a different kind of asshole than he normally gets to play. Like, <laughs> because it's it's a very different, different kind of thing. Um, and it dealt with, it very lightly dealt with sort of um, uh, the like homosexual aspect of it, like the gay rights aspect of it, um, having to be uh, a closeted woman very much in the spotlight, married to a married to a man who is also it, literally the spotlight. Um, so I think that that was one of those movies that uh, I think it, it still resonates with me, even though I only watched it once or twice. It's not Time. the same level. All right. So Matt, 30 seconds to refute the other two answers. I mean... I really enjoyed Battle of the Sexes. Best sports movie of all time? I don't think so. I mean, it was good. I, I think the sports need to be focused on more for it to be the best sports movie. Mm. Uh, Says the boy who pulled a name out of his ass, but fine, whatever. I mean, hey, remember <laughs> the Titans is about football. Uh, it's about working through segregation. <laughs> it's about, no, it's about football the game. Football the metaphor. Goal. Uh it is hard to refute Remember the Titans because that is in my top three of sports movies. Um, I think it, I think to Matt's point, it's more about non-sports than it is about sports. And Battle of the Sexes, I've heard about, but never had the want to watch it. Because mm-hmm. it just did it just never piqued my interest in that way. Um, and I didn't even know it went deeper than just the the tennis match. Tennis. Yeah. So Aaron. uh um I stand by my statement because it also had a lot to do, not just the homosexual aspect with women's rights. And I think that it kind of, I don't, I think that a league of their own walked so that uh, battle of sexes could also walk. Cause clearly it wasn't widely well received, but <laughs> I think it's important. And there's not a lot to represent women in sports industry in movies. So I'm going to sing that song till I'm dead. Thank you for coming to Ted talk. Yeah. On that note, I'm actually surprised there hasn't been a movie about like Venus and Serena yet. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure it's coming. Mm-hmm. It has to. Uh, I'm surprised <laughs> nobody mentioned like Rocky, Creed. Mm. None of those came up in that one. I mean, Anywho. it's on my list of top 10, but it's not my, uh, it's not what I think is the best. Uh, so, Matt's yeah. going to get the point because you guys both agreed with him too much about it being <laughs> like in your guys' top five, top You should movies. not have let him go first. I won't <laughs> let him go first. Remember every, the every Titans round. is so Sorry. easy. I mean, you watched that in high school. He didn't like, even come on. try. It's every such single... a good movie though. Every single day movie. the teacher didn't have a lessons plan, we watched Remember the Titans. It yeah, was exactly. easily at least once a month. Shoot, every every November, I think the, the TV got rolled into at least one or two classrooms like, to watch Remember the Titans. If Matt came in with White Man Can't Jump, I would totally throw respect <laughs> on him. But he 
came in with Remember the Titans. I mean, as at least Remember the Titans wasn't as often as like your te- your Spanish teacher would roll in a TV and put on a Disney movie with Spanish subtitles. <laughs> that it never was happened. Close in my where class. I went to school. <laughs> oh Anywho, my goodness! All right, back to focus. Second category: Oscars. Just give it to Matt. <laughs> no, no. So I don't even know. This one I'm actually going to give you. I'm going to give you an extra minute. Maybe the question is, why do the Oscars suck? I would not be. No, I'm going to give you an extra minute to research because this one's so broad. So the question, the, the category is going to be most undeserving Oscar win. Oh. All right. And so what the oh, what we're looking for start here with me on this is, one. No, we're looking for Oscar winners, and no, Matt will have to go first because he he won the last round. Um, and, and it's also answer. at a disadvantage for this category because he's going to only have a limited time to research and the rest of you get to research answer. more. I don't need the time. Um, so what we're looking for is somebody has to have won the Oscar or the movie has to have won the Oscar, but you don't think it deserved it, whether that was just bad performance, bad in general, terrible host of nominees that year, or another person should have won it over this person that did actually win it. You guys got about another 10 seconds to do your research. Don't even and then, Matt, go ahead and kick us off. Uh, I think, hands down, the most undeserving Oscar win uh, is when Crash won Best Picture. Uh, I was just reading about that. Uh, let me tell you about why. Uh, okay. So Crash is a movie that is about, it, it's about racism. Uh and it's just mm-hmm. delivered in such a ham-fisted, like there's zero subtlety to this movie. Uh, like it's just like repeating for two hours, racism is bad, you shouldn't be racist. Like mm-hmm. it's not a good movie. 25 seconds. And I think even more to the point, uh, this was up against Brokeback Mountain for the Oscar, uh, mm. which I think is such a phenomenal movie. So well-written, so well-acted. Uh, it just incredible performances from uh, Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, easily, no question, the better movie that year. Uh, you, there's no argument in my mind. Aaron. Uh, I'm going to have to go with um, Avatar not being submitted as an animated film. <laughs> interesting i like that okay uh it was up against i don't know about the white ribbon but it was up against half-blood prince and inglorious bastards that year and it was submitted as live action or like not in the animated film category um apparently i was trying to figure out like how they got around it because apparently uh well right but a studio can submit any movie as an animated film if the animation is used 75 percent of the film's running time or more which that movie is a million years long and it's way more than 75% animated. So they could have submitted it in that category and they submitted it as, um, as regular. And I just think that that's, I don't know, it's digitally created, it's not animated, but I don't know, I, I'm upset that like, I think Glorious Bastards was fantastic. And uh, yeah, Tarantino that's my, movie. yeah. Not, not that he necessarily- Nancy scalps is right. Yes, exactly. I was like, you look at the cast, you look at the writing. Um, it was different as hell. It was a take that hadn't really been done on cool. that topic. Uh, so I, I'm probably going to get killed by Matt for this, but I don't really care. 2011, the artist winning best, best picture. 
<clears throat> I, uh. I mean, <laughs> why are you laughing? I mean, Hugo was a part of it. Moneyball, Tree of Life, The Descendants, Warhorse. I liked every one of those movies better in all aspects of the movie itself. I mean, the artist is a black and white throwback. It's fine. It does its thing. Did it deserve I'm an Oscar? La- I'm laughing because I agree with you. <laughs> uh-huh. And I honestly think Matt might too, but I don't know. I just, I just think, I think like the descendants with, uh, it's just such a good movie and it's got such the family dynamic and those at Hugo is one of my favorite kids movies in that genre of all time. And then just the graphics and the acting. I mean, Sasha Baron Cohen in that playing the, um, the police 15 officer, seconds. loving that, uh, Moneyball. I mean, Brad Pitt, that whole story about, I mean, I remember living through the athletics doing the 20 game win streak. And I know other people that aren't sports fans don't care. But um, Moneyball is, is right up there. It's a great movie. Two, and it's one. Jonah Hill did amazing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who, who's the lead actor in The Artist? Uh, Jean Desjardins. French actor. Okay. Gotcha. Not the movie I was thinking of then. Uh, exactly. Matt, go ahead and refute. Uh, well, to Aaron's point, uh, there's absolutely nothing preventing a movie from being submitted for uh, best picture and best animated picture. There are multiple that have been submitted for both. Uh, whether or not Avatar should be consi- should have been submitted for best animated picture, I don't know. I'm sure they didn't just because they wanted it. Uh, because animated movies, like movies in that category, aren't taken seriously by the Academy. Uh, to Cole's point, I don't know if I would have picked the artist that year. I think it was probably a deserving movie, though. It Time. was good. Aaron. Uh, I, I, well, I'm not supposed to say this. I'm gonna lose my point, even if I ever had it. But um, <laughs> to me, the artist never much made sense either. Um, but I do think that it was intriguing and a interesting that a movie like that would would have won over the others um, because it was a silent film too. So like to have it be um, to have something like that sort of resurge and be honored in that way, I think was kind of cool. Um, to be fair, I never actually saw the whole thing. Um, <laughs> and then, who did Matt pick again? Crash. I'm just ignoring like two him. Seconds oh, left. yeah. So I agree with it. I don't. Crash was great. <laughs> <laughs> I really. Cool. I go ahead. <laughs> uh, to Matt's point, I I mean, looking through that, the thing is though, when I watched Crash for the first time, I thought it was awesome. Now mm-hmm. looking back at it. Oh, there was better things that night. I mean, Capote was great. Brett Brokeback Mountain, Munich, all of them well-deserving for it. Um, and, and then Crash itself has not aged well. And um, so, yeah. And then the Aaron's thing, I, I don't really, that never, it's not a controversy to me. I don't care. So <laughs> it's just, I can't refute it if I don't care about it. So it was again. I'm giving this one to Cole though, especially since uh, Aaron agreed with him. So it was, it was essentially two on one there. Um, but I could I can see both of those I, I liked Cole's point about the aging of Crash that makes a lot of sense from like the first time watch to watching today um, and watching one. it a second time uh, number three Aaron here you go this is this is right up your uh, right oh, up your alley gosh. here so th- category three is crime TV so okay. I want to hear what is the best crime TV show you've ever seen Mm. <gasps> Aaron, you're kicking us off. Go for it. Oh, mm. 
I'll give you I'll give you at least a couple seconds to sit. This is really hard. Um, I think "Lie to Me" was one of the best ones I've ever seen. Ooh, um, it was a show too. Go for it. It was short lived, but it was captivating while I watched it. Um, it it focused on the I just the the way they got into the science of um, why can't it micro expressions mm-hmm. um, and kind of get it got into the way. Uh, there's a lot of theories like that's how like the character of Sherlock Holmes would des- would deduce things. Those are the kind of things that Hercule Poirot would pick out like the Christie novels. So it drew from a lot of like historical aspects with that. Um, also, the main character was not very likable, which was kind of fun. Um, mm-hmm. It had sort of the house like um, vibes. That's Emil like, Blonsky, isn't it? No, that's a, that's his name in a movie. Uh, sorry, I took away from your time. Keep going. I can't think of his name, but um, yeah, he very very cool actor, very different actor kind of a dick um 10 seconds and yeah that's i'm bad at timed things go <laughs> i failed every time test i ever took guys. So, like, this is my worst fucking nightmare so we got lie to me from aaron uh aaron choose your victim mm, matt uh so i went a different direction with this when you said crime tv uh i went crime documentaries uh and i'm gonna go with i think the one that i've enjoyed the most was uh making a murderer uh Mm. which for those of you don't who don't remember was on netflix like five or six years ago uh Mm. and was about uh stephen avery uh who essentially was uh scapegoated and set up by the police uh, or at least that's the conclusion that i came to from this Mm. documentary because uh, I feel like this was one of the first crime documentaries that was really like, here's this ambiguous evidence, make of it what you will. Uh, yeah. And I really enjoyed Poor that Brendan. aspect of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, his nephew Brendan was uh, like the clear victim through all of this mm-hmm. as he was just like, terrible things were done to that poor kid. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just like, you're watching this show and every episode you're like, oh, Ten Stephen seconds. Avery definitely murdered that girl. Oh, I don't know. Did he murder that girl? No, he definitely murdered that girl. No, the police totally <laughs> set him up. Like... <laughs> cool. Yeah, so I went in a little different too, but I'm also surprised that Aaron didn't say this one. Mindhunter on Netflix, because that is all about crime and TV and things like that. I think it's probably one of the best made shows Netflix has ever done, and I can't believe they didn't get a third season, but I know why. But They might the, still. Um, they might still. Maybe, Okay. But the, uh, the, the cast, I mean, the dynamics between the cast is amazing. And uh, hold the guy that plays Holden Ford and Bill Tench, they're back and forth because mm. new school versus old school, that type of thing. Holden's this really uh, smart guy doing all that. And then the guy that plays Edmund Kemper, Ed Kemper, Fantastic. Cameron Britton. Like anytime I see him in anything else, he will always be Ed Kemper. And I can only hear his voice through his Ed Kemper voice. And that's mm-hmm. the only TV show I can think of where one character that was in four episodes 10 seconds in my head, like his voice is there. Like if I see him, that voice is there. And um, just, it's just such a deep, great, true story. Aaron rebuttal. My rebuttal is that I didn't pick Mindhunter because I wasn't thinking of streaming services. When we discussed TV shows, <laughs> I was thinking of cable TV shows. So I thought I was having to pick from the older genres uh, I defer my point to Cole because I absolutely think Mindhunter is one of the best crime TV shows on television with a close second of Hannibal seasons one and two. 
I defer my point. Please take it. Thank you. <laughs> Aaron, you were like, I want you to know before you did that. <laughs> I was in the I was in the lead. I know. You were in the lead. Like Lie to Me is one of my favorite shows. It's so good. I they went, it was such a it was such a unique thing to do at that time. It was a crime show that was not represented. I think the reason it it suffered was because of the aggression of the main character. Uh, so for cable network TV shows, that's one of the best ones ever. It, it's the only show that actually, it's the show that made me want to take a psychology class in, mm-hmm. in college because I was like, oh, this is really interesting stuff. Anywho, mm-hmm. Matt, go So ahead. I accept my honorary point and defer my point to uh, Well, I mean, I feel bad ripping on Lie to Me now, but I'm still going to. Uh, <laughs> Shock. <laughs> my problem, here's my issue with that show. They presented everything he does as like way more cut and dry and scientific than any of it actually is uh they were like like it was always like oh if your right eye twitches then that means you're lying about what you did last tuesday (laughs) (laughs) and like micro expressions are a real thing like reading people's facial expressions is a real thing but it's much more interpretive much less like scientific than that show ever made it out to be uh and mindhunter is uh terrible if it wasn't terrible why would it get a third (laughs) why would it get a third season (laughs) wow he doesn't believe that. Cole, I know he doesn't. I know he doesn't. I um, lie to me. The problem with that I have with lie to me is, and then I'm not even sure if this is the original show. Uh, I feel like every network created a show like it or has a show like it. Yeah, you and had the Mentalist me, going out around the same yeah. time too. Mm, and, yeah. and I never just, watched that one. And it all just kind of like faded into oblivion. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch that. And so I just never really watched it. But when I did, it was fine. But I don't want to say this because I don't want to forfeit my point. But the science wasn't, it wasn't as um, predictable as they made it out to be. It's, it's kind of like when you watch CSI and all that type of stuff, it's not as cut and dry. Zoom in and enhance. Uh, I have a hard time giving the point to Cole because I actually haven't seen Mindhunter, but nobody actually said anything bad about it either. Granted, nobody said anything bad about making a murder either. So I'm going to split the point here. I'm going to give Matt and Cole both half a point. And come to these Friday ones. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got two more categories left. Aaron, if you had everything up, if you would just if you would just trash the other two shows like I had planned, you would have gotten the point and it would have all worked out good. But you had to just sacrifice your point over there. Unlike Matt, I can't just create bile towards my peers on commands. Unfortunately, I refuse to ever admit that someone else is right. So number number four, I'm blocking you in your room. <laughs> Category four, Disney and Pixar. And that is actually like the question, choose Disney or Pixar. Uh, <gasps> Cole, you'll kick us off this time. You haven't kicked us off yet. Why are you making me choose? This is uh, Sophie's choice. Is it, is it Disney animated studios? It's not that Disney you, yeah, it, we're, we're talking just animated films. And so the idea here is that you have to choose you don't have to get rid of the other one but you're saying which one is better animated disney or animated pixar it's a different type of animation um (laughs) oh i have okay i'm picking pixar but i have more shows that i love that are disney animated like you know way back when i was a kid and things like that because pixar didn't exist till 95 Toy Story. Um, I think it was ninety five. But anyways, I just sorry, Grandpa. The problem is, listen, <laughs> I when I need them. The problem is, is I I love Pixar so much. I mean, I anticipate a Pixar release every single time. I'm excited to watch it. I don't care if it's designed for little kids. 
I'm 35 years old and will watch any Pixar movie you put in front of me. <laughs> I will not watch every, there was a time in my life where somebody tried to sit me down to watch every single animated Disney movie in order from Snow White to the, or from Fantasia. Oh, to the Jesus. I made it like eight movies and, and then I just got bored. Um, so it's, it's Pixar. And then now talking through it, it's a hard Pixar over Disney. Cause I think the quality's there, even though it is from a different time for the first, I don't know, 80% of the movies in the vault for Disney. <laughs> Go ahead and choose your victim call. Aaron. Thanks bud. Mm-hmm. Um, I am also choosing Pixar. Okay. And I'm here's see why. Matt's going to choose Pixar too, because that would make this really interesting. Go ahead, Aaron. Fully doubt that. But as I look through the entire catalog of Pixar movies, I see one that I never saw because I didn't hear any good things, and one that I didn't see the good dinosaur I don't know anything about. But as I'm looking it's through everything good. else, there's not a single thing on here that I was disappointed by that I didn't find jokes in as an adult that was still appropriate for children that didn't tug at my heartstrings, that didn't make me belly laugh, like everything on here, Toy Story, A Bug's Life, Toy Story 2. I mean, they get great actors to voice their characters. They have compelling stories um, appropriate from all, for all age ranges. Um, and yeah, like, as I, like I said, as I keep scrolling through. I mean, Inside Out was phenomenal. Coco, uh, yeah, all, all of this. I'm, I'm har- harder Pixar than I thought I was going to be. All right, Matt. I feel like at this point I have to say Disney. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to say Disney. Uh, and that's because I think 90s Disney is untouchable. Uh, I don't think I don't think there has been a studio that has produced that consistently high quality stuff for that long a period of time. Uh I mean, everything Disney made in the 90s was was money. Uh, you got Lion King, you got Little Mermaid, you got Aladdin, you got Beauty and the Beast, you've got, although Beauty and the Beast might be 89, but my point still stands. Uh, <sighs> Pixar, I, I have no beef with Pixar. I think everything Pixar has done is incredible. Uh, I just don't think the the volume and the the length of time matches up with what Disney has produced yet. And I think Disney also still has the nostalgia factor going for it, uh, where mm-hmm. the things you watched when you were five years old are always going to be like the nearest and dearest things to your heart because they formed like the base memories of what happiness is for you. Time. <laughs> Cole, rebuttal. Yeah, I mean, I understand what he's saying with the 90s because it was killer and I lived through the, the Disney craziness of the 90s. Man, I am looking at Pixar. I mean, starting with Toy Story, going all the way through. I mean, I can only look at one of these movies besides like Car 4s and 4 and 5, which I didn't even know existed. No, mm. sorry. Car, after Cars 2, sorry, not 4 There's and also five. Planes in there somewhere too. <clears throat> uh, yeah. That was not Pixar. That was not Pixar. No? Oh, good no. to know. No, but I, I'm looking at it and I think it, I think it stacks up quite well to the 90s Disney movies of animation past. Um, Aaron. I really do. Um, I think that when I look at Disney movies as like the primary ones, they're sort of the core four that I circle to all the time um, as like my primary favorites. Whereas I can look at the Pixar list and see their favorite parts of all of like their favorites on there that are outweighing, which is why I think I have to stick with there. And I think I'm trying to, I'm trying to remove the nostalgia factor. So like as, as standalone art by itself, 
without the fact that it was my, you know, that Robin Williams was my favorite actor when I was six because he was the genie. Like that's, he's now my favorite actor for other reasons. But I think that like you, I think that too much of the equation is the nostalgia factor. Matt? I would challenge Erin to narrow her favorite Disney movies down to four because I think that's impossible. Uh, and if she does, she's going to be omitting things like Tarzan and Hercules and Lion King. And like, there's just too many. Uh, again, I have no issue with Pixar. I think they're doing phenomenal work. Uh, I just don't think when it comes to a discussion of things like this, that you can take out nostalgia from the equation because uh, it's such a huge factor in the things that we enjoy. And I don't think that Pixar would have gotten to where it was and been able to take the bold steps that they've taken if Disney hadn't done it first. Mm. Uh, if Disney hadn't been bold and decided to completely reinvent the animation uh, in the 90s, I don't think we would have gotten now, anywhere so. where we are. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Disney purchase Pixar? Uh, yes, they purchased it. They've always been the distributor for Pixar. Yeah, okay. Uh, point is going to Team Pixar, half a point each. Um, I got I really, one! <laughs> and actually, it was it, Aaron, Matt and Cole were pretty equal. Your point about the, the core four and the uh, removing the nostalgia, I really liked that. I, I take to it because I do, as much as Matt leaned into it for his argument for it, and I, the reason that it is a strong emotional response for a lot of people uh, i would say there are there's a handful of those early movies that you go back and watch and the rest of you kind of just like they're, they're there and you might watch them occasionally but they're not especially when now that we have them on uh, disney plus too like i can't tell you the last time i actually was like you know what i want to watch today sleeping beauty maybe that's what's wrong with your life yeah it's, <laughs> who knows okay dawson will be movie appreciating age soon enough so we got Cole at two, Aaron at half, and Matt also, at one and a half. Just wait till Dawson is of movie watching age and all you ever watch are Pixar movies and see how your opinion <laughs> changes then. <laughs> we will see. <clears throat> the last category is Inception. And so this one is all about one of the contra most controversial movie endings of all time. I need you to tell me, <clears throat> is he dreaming or is he not? At the end of the movie Inception uh aaron that since you actually won your half a point there i will let you kick <laughs> us off uh, tell me why tell me what so you think and why night um i think that i want to believe he is not dreaming and i think that it preys on that hope okay um i think that that's part of this you know, part of this whole thing is the the hope he can, you know, the hope he can get through, the hope they can make a change, the hope. And you don't want, you don't want to sit through a movie like that, seeing them succeed and succeed and succeed, and then think that he got left there. So you want to choose mm. that he's not dreaming. Okay. But my heart got, tells me he is. So you still got 30 seconds if you want to keep arguing for it. <laughs> oh, uh. My heart tells me he is because it's just a little too neat that he just gets to go back to his kids and it ends in a beautiful sunset. Like that's, I don't like it. It's not the entire tone of the rest of the movie and I'm a cynic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt or Cole, your choice. Uh, Cole. I'm going to lose the point here. I don't think it really matters. The oh. whole point of it is he was doing this so that he could get back with his kids. And you know what? At the end of the movie, I'm going to say this quick because I'm not going to use my full minute. 
at the end of the movie, he gets back with his kids. And if you were to look, talk to him today, whether he's dreaming now or not dreaming, I think he'd tell you, you know what? My whole point was to get back with the family and I don't care. As long as I'm back with my kids, that's all that matters to me. Hmm. Okay. And that's how I feel about it. Matt. Uh, I actually have a very similar take to Cole. Uh, I think, I think at its, <laughs> so I think at its core, there's nothing like the movie itself doesn't give you enough evidence any way to say whether he's dreaming or not. And I think that's very deliberate uh, because I do mm-hmm. think the entire point is that there is a certain, like there is, there is a certain level of reality to these dreams in this movie. Uh, And if you've reached a life where you're happy and you are content with living it, like why at that point are you concerned about whether it's real? Uh, And I, I also think there are points in the movie where they say that, where they make the point that that's a bad attitude to be having. Um, Cause I mean, you see like the men like sleeping in the basement of this, like, slum and they're just like constantly in a dream state and like is that really happiness at that point or are you just living an imagined thing um but i don't think there's an answer aaron rebuttal i see you oh, i see you wanting to murder god them. um okay first things first we've learned that if there will always be a glitch uh staying in a dream descends you into madness so eventually your brain will try and start correcting the madness that will start correcting the world on accident and the world will start turning against you. Um, it, there's no way that that ends well for anybody. When you see the people who are basically in the dream version of an opium den, they have to keep increasing their dosage to the point they have to stay. So then even realistically, he got back with his kids, but for how long? Because if he stays under, his body will deteriorate much faster. And he's no longer interacting with anything else that he left in the world. And it's not genuine, it's empty. And eventually his brain will start to recognize that um, and things Cole. will start to change and he'll be trapped there. I stand by my point. I'm not rebuttaling that. that that's ridiculous. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're thinking too hard about the movie, Aaron. It does not matter. He did the point of the movie is to think too hard. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> I will rebut Aaron. Uh, the only times we see things start to fall apart in dreams are when people from outside of their dreams are confronting them about things that are wrong. Uh, you don't see anyone's dreams start to organically fall apart. It's when people start to point out, hey, notice that thing over there? Hey, you're dreaming. Hey. Uh, and Cobb at this point is such a skilled dreamer uh, that he, I think, would be able to maintain those discrepancies when they, when they come up and overlook them, if that even is a thing, without outside influence. <laughs> I have a re-rebuttal. How's he going to answer his kids' questions about what happened to mommy? She died. You deal with you deal but with the reality. It'll bring back everything. It'll bring back everything that happened. I don't know. I just... No, I'm giving points. Definitely going to Aaron here because yes. no. what is he going to do when he what What's his life going to be like when he does have to wake up? He has to wake up eventually. Why? If you die in the dream, you die in real life. Die in the, yeah. So you think he like what he's just so what how, he's going to kill himself? He going in front to of die? Kid? He's going to off himself. He'll just live out his life and die. There's nothing saying you can't yeah. die of old age in a dream. Uh. They already t- they mean, talk about it legitimately. The Japanese man looked like he was 600 years old and hadn't died yet. So I don't know <laughs> yeah. if you die in your dream like from old age. They never adjusted that. They never said you can die of old age in your dream. If you get shot in the gut and you die, you die. 
Well, she also she also is the only one that actually picked a side of whether or not he was sleeping or not. And so that's yeah. why she got the point. <laughs> I'll take the easy win. Both of you guys were non-committal. Although I do I, I like you hate interesting takes. arguments, Jake. Hey, wait, wait. We weren't non-committal. We just chose a different route. We thought outside <laughs> you the box. To neither. You gave us you, you gave us two options and we decided and we to no. make our own third. <laughs> And that's what happens when you upset the scorekeeper. So <laughs> innovators. Although it didn't matter for Cole because that means Cole's going to take away the victory for today. Uh, mm. Two points to the one and a half for both Matt and Aaron. Uh, congratulations to Cole. If you've tuned into a, uh, to our episode this week, we'd love to hear from you on your opinions for the five categories that we covered. Let us know your thoughts on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Apparently don't slide into the DMs. Just message us is what I was, been, as what I was told to say on Monday. Uh, and so if you uh, haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We really appreciate the support. And until next time, enjoy your streaming.